When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Oil Spills Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ellingson, and with me today is hockey writer Derek Van Deest of the Edmonton Journal and the Edmonton Sun. Welcome to the dog days of August. I mean, the dog days for hockey news, that's for sure. Although there's always something that's going on. I mean, I just can't figure out Yessi Pugliarvi and where he stands. I mean, I guess we know now know where Yessi himself stands. Mm-hmm. Yessi Pugliarvi's in Finland. He's training. And he comes out and says, you know, in, in Finnish to a Finnish language. I don't know if it was a newspaper or media outlet, but essentially that he does not want, does not want to return to Edmonton next year. I mean, we heard this months ago, yeah, uh, from his via his agent, who said essentially the same thing. The same, it was the same line where you know he doesn't want to play in Edmonton anymore. He wants to go to a different NHL team to try to become. Well, of course, every player wants to become this, the player they're supposed to be or whatever. But in in the recent past, you know, in, in the off season, his agent had essentially backtracked some of that. You know, soften the edges of Pulyarvi's ask, and you know, especially with Evanson bringing in a new GM and Ken Holland, new head coach and Dave Tippett. Uh, clearly, there are changes happening in the organization. We've seen changes; those are pretty two pretty big ones. Coach and GM, mm-hmm. never mind personnel change. But you know, the thinking would be, well, you know what, the orders aren't going to give you away. They're not going to trade you for seventh round pick, or they're not going to just. They're not ready to wash their hands of him just yet. Yeah. So why not take a chance? If you're Yessi Pugliarvi, sign a one-year contract or something, something reasonable that both sides can live with. Yeah. But I guess he is entering his fourth NHL season. And this is, you know, shades of Neil Yakupov, same sort of thing. Well, yeah. And the the situation is, well, it came down to uh, Yoni Nineman, a uh, Finnish journalist that works here in Edmonton, really good guy. He tweeted this out uh, the other day. He said, Jesse Pugliarvi tonight to Kavala newspaper at a charity game in Oulu. Uh, I want to start with some other team playing in North America is still my goal. I want to stay in Oulu until I have a contract. I will find a place to play somewhere. So it seems like Edmonton's not an option for him next season. And, and I know Jesse Pugliar was taking a lot of heat right now about not wanting to come in and play Edmonton, but I think the Oilers have to take some responsibility in completely botching his development. And I think this is something that the Oilers have done in the past and something that players have complained for about in the past. Uh, I know Neil Yakupov was a, was a situation where 
people felt that the Oilers didn't handle him properly or, or didn't develop him properly or didn't give him enough opportunity or whatever it was, and it didn't work out. And now Neil Yakupov's back in the KHL. With Pooley Arvey, it was it was interesting because I, I thought the moment they drafted, I think, well, backtrack that. The moment Columbus passed on him, he was supposed to be the number three overall pick, hands down. And Columbus passed on him. And I, I thought that was a red flag right there. I think someone in the Oilers organization should have put in a phone call to someone that spoke Finnish and said, I need you to talk to this kid. Because from my understanding, they really didn't interview him because they thought there was no way he was going to be around at, at four. And they they were they were tripping over themselves getting up to the stage selecting this kid because he was very talented. He was a talented junior who was, he was a, he did very well at the World Juniors and he had a lot of skill and he's got a ton of skill. He's got a ton of skill. He's big, he's strong, he can skate, he can shoot the puck. But upstairs, it's it, it's it doesn't seem to register when it comes to playing systems or or going in certain places or playing a position. And when you're bigger and stronger and faster than everyone growing up, coming through the systems, that other stuff doesn't matter until you get to the to 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 the NHL. And I think right now that is the biggest issue with Jesse Pugliarvi. And he's grown frustrated with getting sent down, bringing Brock up, getting sent down, not getting played in certain situations. And I think it's just a matter of time. He says, you know what? I, I don't want to go with Edmonton. I know they have a new regime. I knew that. I know they have a new coach and a new GM. But are things really going to change for Jesse Pugliarvi? Did things really change for Neil Yakupov despite the number of coaches that were brought in here? And so, and now the Oilers say, well, they have absolutely no trade value in this player. They have, they can't get anything for him, so they want to bring him back into the fold. And it's going to be an interesting situation. And I think Pugliarvi has told his agent, "I'm not going back to Edmonton." And I, I do think that's coming from the player. I, and a lot of people are saying, "Well, you know, the agent's pulling the strings here." No, I think Jesse went to his agent and said, "I'm not going back to Edmonton. You figure it out." And that's what's happening right here. I agree. Um, it's, it's pretty clear that Pugliarvi came out and said that on his own. And uh, that's all well and fine. The difference between Yessi Pugliarvi and Neil Yakupov, however, is Yessi's had two fairly well-regarded, if not highly regarded, head coaches Mm -hmm. to guide him. You've got Todd McClellan, who I understand put in a fair bit of time trying to develop Pugliarvi. Obviously, he was head coach here for three and a half seasons. Ken Hitchcock came in because when Ken Hitchcock took over from McClellan in late November, they had just sent Pugliarvi down to the AHL. He was there for, what, four games or so. Full stop, backup becomes Ken Hitchcock really, really wanted to work with Yassi Pugliarvi because he figured he could bring the player everybody wanted Yassi Pugliarvi to be out. Obviously, that didn't happen. So here we are, another coach. I don't know. Well, Dave Tippett is, you know, just as high, as well regarded as Todd McClellan is. Ken Hitchcock is the number two winningest coach of all time. If it's not going to be one of these guys, who the heck's it going to be? I mean, who knows, right? There's coaches of all different experience levels and calibers and blah 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 in the NHL and any level of hockey. Who knows what would what would uh, click with Yassi Pulyar and what it wouldn't? What kind of a coach would? coax the best out of him. You could say that about any player, but the players don't get to choose who drafts them. Sometimes players don't even get 
to play where they want to play. And mm -hmm. not everybody can play in their dream city. Sometimes you just have to go out there and get a job. You know, not everybody wants to come to Evanston to play. I understand why. Most people, and there's only a million people living here. The whole hometown thing, sure, that might, that might be a reason why somebody wants to come play. But if you're from Toronto, if you're from somewhere, you're from Sweden, you're from the United States, and if you had your pick of all the teams on the planet, what are the reasons why you go to play with somewhere? It's either A, because they're a really good team and they might win a Stanley Cup, or B, well, you know what? I really enjoy that kind of a city. Maybe they'd choose Edmonton, but chances are they wouldn't. Yep. If I'm from New York City, I'm playing in New York City. If I'm from LA, I'm sticking to LA. I'm just generalizing, you know? Anyway, but yes, you pull your RV's not there yet. Surely he has to recognize, hmm, here's my situation. What are the chances I'm going to get my way? I don't think you're going to get your way here right now. He's only 21. Yeah. It's pretty early. And I, you know, and I t do not blame Ken Holland at all for what? What's he going to do? Just give him away? Seventh round pick? Yeah. I'm sure somebody would take a flyer on that. Mm -hmm. Somebody would. For like a seventh, fifth, fifth, I don't even know what, what the ask would be. I don't know. I think there's something more to it than just the coaching. It could be the room. It could be the mix of players that aren't driving with Yassi Pugliarvi. But, you know, at some point in time, the player's got to realize he's got to adjust himself. Well, that's the thing. You can only you can only lead him so far. And I know the Oilers were criticized for, for not putting him in, in English classes. I think they were criticized for not helping him um, assimilate a little better to the North American lifestyle. But at some point, you're right. The player has to take some responsibility in that. You know, this is a... 19 20 year old kid and we've all been there we've all had to find our way when you're 17 18 19 years old so i think they, they tried to help them that they, they brought in uh they didn't want him having the only fin in the room so i know they, they brought in another one and, and so there's some comfort level there but i feel bad for ken holland because this isn't his mess he didn't create this he didn't select jesse pulley he wasn't there now he's got to clean up this mess and ken holland's an old school guy who doesn't like to get bullied, who doesn't like to get forced into situations. He's going to dig his heels in. Uh, and right now, he's not going to get, you're right, he's not going to get anything of value for Jesse Pugliarvi. You're not going to get the return. that You you, you spent a, a fourth overall pick on this guy. You're not going to get a first round pick back. You may not even get a second or third round pick back for this guy. So you're almost going to have to wash your hands and say, okay, we made a mistake selecting him and, and let that asset walk out the door. Now, can he still can Jesse Pugliari be an effective NHL player? That that remains to be seen. If he gives if he's given another opportunity somewhere, if he's given a chance to play, if he's, he's if he if he's assimilates himself to the culture, because I think that's probably one of the biggest problems is that Pugliari had struggled with the language, struggled learning English. He struggled with with the way things were he done here in North America. I think one of the one of the most telling stories was was the last day of the season when everyone was packing up and going home, he basically grabbed his bags and his stick and he, and he walked out of the rink and he started walking home and some, somebody just picked him up and gave him a ride. I, I, don't, remember, I don't know if you remember that story. I'm, I'm thinking mm -hmm. to myself, well, that's an interesting story. Some fan sees Jesse Pugliarvi with his bag and his sticks walking home and decides to give him a ride. That's a nice story. But then I'm thinking, there's 25 guys in that dressing room. You think one of them would have said, hey, Jesse, do you need a ride home? Like not one of them offered him a ride home. The trainer, the, the coach, nobody. He's like, he's walking home from Roger's place with his bag and his and his and his sticks. And I just thought that was very telling. It's it's really weird when when so 
to me. Unless he likes walking home. Unless, unless, <laughs> well, then he wouldn't have accepted a ride. <laughs> but Unless he wants the Instagram play because someone's going to see yeah, him. Hey, look at that. Yeah, maybe. So it was kind of interesting to, to me. And, and it's, I think they tried. They tried to bring him in the drip. They tried asking him out. But again, it just he just never fit in with this group. Now, did he not fit in because he's just a, a kind of a solitary loner type guy? Or did he not fit in because he just he wasn't likable? I don't think he's not likable. I, I do think he's a very shy guy and, and kind of sticks to himself, which is the issue. But the problem the coaching staff has is that they would tell him something over and over and over and over again, and he wouldn't get it. And I, I've seen players like this where you say, okay, in this situation, you got to go to this spot defensively. In this situation, you got to go to this spot defensively. In this situation... And they can't distinguish the situations. So they always go to the same spot. And I think that is one of the issues right now with Jesse Pulver. He never played in a structured system growing up. I'm pretty sure that they just said, Jesse, just take the puck and go to the net and just be bigger and stronger and better than everyone else. And now when you're trying to get him into a structured system, he just doesn't get it. So I think it's going to be interesting to see if a team says, oh, we can, we think we can get something out of him. But I'm sure right now teams are coming to the Oilers and say, hey, we got a fifth round pick. Do you want it for Jesse or, or for the sixth round pick? Do you want it for Jesse? And of course, Ken Holland's going to dig in and say, no, I want the value that we spent on this guy. I don't think they're going to get it. And even if he does come back, you're right. Is Dave Tippett going to be the third really, really good coach that's going to be frustrated by, by Jesse Pugliarvi? I don't know. I, I don't know if anything changes, to be honest. Yeah. No. Um, you know, and Ken Holland has come out and said, okay, well, go and prove yourself in Europe and get a KHL contract and show us what you can do. And then maybe, maybe then maybe there's more of a trade value mm-hmm. for him. Because if he's still insistent on not coming back to Edmonton, well, what else are you going to do? You know, get, you know, you could give him away or you could just wait and see. Yeah. No, you it's know, hold be- on to his rights. Why yeah. not? But I think this does go back to, the draft, the 2016 draft, and the Oilers did not do. Then my number one knock on this organization, and it always been, is that they don't do their due diligence, is that they think they're smarter than everyone else. And that every time they think they're smarter than everyone else, it backfires on them because they don't do their due diligence. They did not do their due diligence on this selection. They they had interviewed other guys. They had interviewed guys around them. And you, and you look at the guys that they passed up, they could have had Matthew Kachuk. Like they could have had. Well, they were going to take Sergachev. Yeah, that was that was Sergachev, rumor. Yeah, they were going to take Sergachev, but they could have had a list full of other guys. Mm-hmm. And they took the guy that they didn't. They didn't interview. They didn't talk to because they didn't think he would be available. They didn't think, oh, there's no way he's going to be available. And then when when he's passed up by Columbus, yeah, I don't know how that didn't flag. register with any. That was my first thought is when the Columbus, the Finnish GM and the Finnish head scout, decide to pass on the Finnish star player. To me, that's like, there's something wrong there. There's something you guys got to look into. They didn't bother looking into it. And then they have a history. Of course, of, they didn't have a lot of time to look they into didn't it. Have but they should have probably given some pause yeah. instead of running up to the stage. <laughs> yeah, they should have. They should have talked about it amongst themselves. Um, and then the Oilers have a terrible history of developing players because they either rush them or they, they just don't do a good enough job in the system. I know Ken Holland's going to come in here and try to change that. And the way he does it is he wants to keep players down in the American Hockey League as long as possible, then bring them up. Um, and so he would have handled Pugliarvi a lot different than the Oilers handled him. Pugliarvi would have probably played three years in the American Hockey League. And then they would have seen where he was, and then they probably would have brought him up. Now, 
Ken Holland doesn't have that luxury of developing a lot of players right now because he's stepping into a situation where he has to win right away because he's got the best player in the world. He doesn't have time to develop players to play with Connor McDavid. He's got to bring in guys to play with him right now. So he doesn't have that luxury. And my fear when it comes to Ken Holland and the way they hired him was the exact same way they hired Chiarelli. They said, we're going to go out there. We're going to overturn everything. We're going to do diligence. We're going to interview all these people. And then the minute Holland came available, they offered him the job. That's exactly what happened with Peter Shirley. That's the exact same mistake they made with Peter Shirley. And so my my fear is that I'm hoping they're not making the same mistake with Ken Holland. Ken Holland's a great hockey guy. Yeah. But they didn't do their due diligence. They offered him the job after talking to all these other people the exact same way they did with Peter Shirley. Yeah. I mean, the Shirley... You know, hiring was a bit different. I mean, they won the lottery and then like three or four days later, boom, Peter Shirell is the GM. Mm-hmm. You know, how much interviewing or scouting around did you do? I don't know. Yeah. Probably not that much. No. I mean, with the Ken Holland thing, I mean, they did have time. and Oh, they did. They talked to other people, but I think when Holland became available, even in Holland's press conference, he had to be convinced to take this job. He didn't come searching for the job. They went to him and said, hey, how, what do you think about becoming the Oilers GM? And then, so to me, I think- You have to give them was, some benefit of the doubt. I guess we've been giving them the benefit of the, of the doubt for a very long time now. Yeah. If the likes of Mike Gillis isn't knocking your socks off and you're not really convinced you should hire him or Ron Hextall or yeah. somebody else who was a veteran GM, because they needed to hire somebody who had experience. Yeah. This market wasn't going to take a rookie GM. Well- Holland's a very smart hockey guy. He's coming in here and he's got to clean up a mess. And mm-hmm. I think right now, this is just a product of the previous regime. They screwed this up. Ken Hall has to clean it up. Just like the Lucic thing. It's funny how we, we we measure general managers now, not on what they do and who they bring in, but on the really crappy contracts they're able to unload. Like it's, it's oh, really how times funny have changed. How, how low the bar has <laughs> dropped now. Another he got reason rid of a to really get rid bad of the salary contract. cap. He's a great GM. He got rid of a really bad contract. He convinced another guy to take their bad player and he, we took back their bad player. It's it's kind of interesting. So with this pool of everything, it's got to be solved, I think, um, within, by the time training camp rolls around, I think you can't have this hanging over your head. And the fact is that Pooley-Arvey's rights in the KHL are, are are not owned by the Finnish team. They're not owned by Joker. They're owned by some a team in Russia. So unless they get a trade in the KHL, unless the Finnish team says, yeah, okay, we'll trade for Jesse Pooley-Arvey, he's not going to play in Finland next year. He's going to be playing in Russia in the KHL or here in Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, since we've seen this movie before with Neil Yakupov, the fear is always that, you know, Jesse Pooley-Arvey at some point in time will move on would he ever join another NHL team? Probably. And would he ever get a chance to show what he can do? Just, but just like with Neil Yakupov, clearly, you know, Neil Yakupov moved on, didn't catch on, didn't do anything with the Blues or the Avalanche when given the opportunities. And was it because the orders wrecked him? Or was it because it's, that's just the way it was supposed to play out? I guess we'll have to, we're just going to wait and find out because we haven't seen it yet consistently from Jesse Pugliarvi. Flashes of wow, look at that guy, but it's not consistent. Yeah, and that's that's just it. And you're with Ken Hitchcock and Todd McClellan. Yeah, and you're and Connor McDavid's on the team. No, you're right. If he wasn't going to get it done then, and I, I I said the same thing about Yakubov. Yakubov, all the skill in the world, but he had no idea where to go on the ice. And Puliyarv is the same way. You you watch Puliyarv from the press box, and when the team doesn't have the puck, he is not sure where he's supposed to be. 
When he has the puck and he's going up the ice, yeah, he's got pretty good offensive instincts. But when his team doesn't have the puck, or when he doesn't have the puck, he is completely lost. Completely lost. And you see it on the ice. You see it on the ice. He's like, and and I I remember commenting more than once, Pugliarvi has no idea where to go. And he, he wants to play. He wants to be an NHL player. He tries really hard. But it just... He just doesn't get it. And I think that was the same thing with Neil Yakupov. He just doesn't get it. And so I think that's one of the issues right now with this player. This player, is, it's not about skill and talents and skating ability. It's about just processing the game at a high, high level. And he doesn't do that. Like what you heard today? Get more of the Edmonton Journals and the Edmonton Sun's award-winning journalism complimentary for 30 days at edmontonjournal.com slash podcast or edmontonsun.com slash podcast or both. Why not? That's the Oil Spills podcast for today. Subscribe to Oil Spills on iTunes and Google Play. You can also listen to it via the Edmonton Journal and Edmonton Sun apps and websites. Mm-hmm.